Welcome back to Enlightened Relationships. I'm Lindsay K. Porter, and if you missed last week's episode, you will want to take a listen because we talked about your need for certainty and how it might be impacting your life and relationships. So take a listen. This week, we are going to talk about how your triggers are your work. So let's dive in. Are you sick and tired of your life and relationships being so difficult, resulting in that endless frustrating cycle of directing, correcting, and ordering the people in it, ultimately draining you of your happiness? So how are people like you and I, who care and are willing to invest in our relationships, people who are willing to take ownership of our behaviors and actions, how are we able to make the changes necessary to create intentional relationships? Well, that is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Lindsay K. Porter, and welcome to Enlightened Relationships. Hi, everyone. I am excited to be with you today and to dive into triggers and what triggers are and how they impact our life and relationships. So let's talk about this. And I'm going to start with this. Have you ever reacted badly to a situation that you've experienced? where you've blamed that dynamic or the people that are playing out in that situation for your poor reaction? Let me give you an example. Have you ever walked into a room where there might be toys and clothes and maybe some kids jumping from furniture to furniture? I don't know. I'm just talking about some of the stuff that goes on in my home, but where there's all this stuff all over the floor, all over the counters, just a mess. And your natural reaction may be, like it has been for me, to blame my children for the mess and even yell at them to get it cleaned up. I'm raising my hand because this has been my world numerous times. But maybe you've noticed where, I don't know, maybe your spouse is amazingly unaware of the mess, that it doesn't even seem to bother them. Again, I know that this has been for me. In fact, you might have people come into your home and see the same mess and seemingly not notice it, like it doesn't even register with them. Because here's the truth. Here's the reality. You have your own beliefs and thoughts and views about everything you experience in this life. Everything. And you're going back to the mess in in a room, you may feel that it needs to be taken care of now. You may also feel it shouldn't even be something that you have to ask because you've set the expectations and the family rules or the standards for your home. Your beliefs, the way in which your brain is wired, is how you experience your world. And this is why your reality of a situation can be totally different and experienced differently by somebody else. It is why your spouse may not notice the mess, but it's screaming at you. Here's the thing. There is a space 
between every experience that you have, where you have a choice where you can either react or respond to it and create a more desirable outcome. I know when I go into a space for me that might be a little messy, might be a little out of control, that I can see things with the lens of, wow, my kids are having really fun. They are creating memories and experiences that are going to last a lifetime. Or I could be the yelling, screaming mom about the mess that they've made. I can go into a room and I've done this. Wow, you guys are having a lot of fun. I can see it everywhere. Make sure you get it picked up when you're done. Simple as that. Instead of the yelling, screaming mom. Whenever you ask yourself or somebody else, how can I get my partner or my spouse or my child to do this? Fill in the blank, whatever this is. Whenever you're using the phrase, how can I get my... Or maybe you've had the thought, if only they would do this, then I could be happy. Anytime we are experiencing these thoughts, we are putting our trigger, what's causing us our pain, the thoughts that we have about something in someone else's hands to take care of. And what I want to offer you today is your trigger is your responsibility. Anytime your brain is offering a get to statement, you are choosing your trigger over a person to be loved. Think about it. The people in your life are your greatest blessings because they help us identify our triggers and that inner work that we can do if we choose. Or we work on changing the people around us. And let me tell you, I signed up for that way of living for a very long time. And as I would get one person, one person, whether it be my partner or a child, to start to see it my way, to start to show up the way that I needed them to, then the next person would walk into the room and I'd have to start working on them and training them and trying to change them to see it my way, to do it my way, to behave the way I needed them to. And then the next person and the next person to the point where until you have worked on every person on this planet to show up the way you need them to so you can be happy. Isn't that absurd? Can you see it? Maybe you won't ever meet every person. So maybe it's a little far-fetched to see it, but just look at your home, the people that are in it. It might be reasonable if there's just one person, but anytime you're dealing with more than one, you are working uphill to make change last. But here's the thing. If you did the work for you within you, then it wouldn't matter what anyone else is doing. Can you see how exhausting and draining it would be to try to have everyone do it the way you need it done or see it the way you need it or behave the way you need it? There are two choices when it comes to our triggers. 
You can either continue to protect your trigger and work on the people in your world to try to get them to say, do, behave a particular way so that you could be at peace and feel happiness, or you could remove it. You could extract it from your existence. How do we do that? And that's what I want to share with you today. I want to talk about just a little bit. How do we break up these triggers, these meanings that we've assigned things, these thoughts that we have about things? How do we break them up if they are negatively impacting our life and relationships? We start with poking holes in them to really work on breaking them up. And the first thing you have to do the very first thing you must do is acknowledge it. Acknowledge your trigger. Notice that it's there. Notice that it is your work, that you could do something about it or not, but notice it, acknowledge it, and then get curious about it. What do I mean by this? I mean, start asking your brain questions. Your brain loves to answer questions. You've heard me say this. You will always hear me say this. Start asking questions to poke holes in the belief. Let's go back to the example of the messy room. If my belief is that it must be in order and it must look a particular way, Otherwise, I feel that I am um, living in chaos and it takes away my peace and happiness. I could start poking holes at this, right? I could start saying, what if I'm wrong about that? What if I'm wrong that my this room has to look any particular way? What if it's just children having fun and creating memories and it's not about a mess? This is where you can identify a new meaning, or a new thought that will serve you and your relationships. I just offered that new thought. Like when you start asking yourself questions, your brain is going to want to respond to them. Identify thoughts that might serve you in a better way. And here's another one that I like to use. And it is, what else could this mean? What else could a messy room mean? People are here living in a home that we're all alive and breathing that we're creating memories. There's different ways we can look at something or we protect our trigger. We experience the emotional response that we get from that thought. We start yelling at the people in our family, in our home to get them to do something different. So I'm not triggered by it. Do you guys see the dynamic here? Is it starting to resonate with you? This is why when we experience triggers, when we are triggered, we need to get curious about what is going on within us, what past experience, what past trauma, what in our past has caused us to believe the way that we do, especially when it's not serving us. And so that is your call to action for this week. I want you to get curious and identify your triggers and start doing this work. Start poking holes at the belief or the meaning that you've assigned something. Get curious about what else it could mean and what if you're wrong about it. And then when you fall short in a moment because it's a trigger that's deep within you, don't shame yourself. Don't go into the place of, Um, self-shame and guilt. Because here's the thing, you have an awareness 
it's still part of who you are. And it might take some time to really extract the trigger. It's not just going to be one time. It's in the moments when you are actually navigating it that is going to make a difference. And every time you try, every time you take action, you will start noticing smaller and smaller shifts. Remember, this life is about progress, not perfection. Awareness is the first step to becoming. Join me next week as we continue to change the lenses through which you see your relationships while becoming enlightened. Thank you for listening to Enlightened Relationships. If you are enjoying what you're hearing, 